Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Below the belt. Episode 55 of Below the Belt, the Ken Norton episode. Um, I'm joined today by Flav from The Fighting Cock. How are you, sir? I'm good. You know that bloke, that that the the ring announcer, one with the dreadlocks? And yeah. Like, what's his Diamante. name? Diamante. David Diamante. Why isn't he... I've got two things to say about him. Why isn't he done for racial appropriation, <laughs> first off? And secondly, what's all with the um, saying the name twice thing? Like, okay. oh, uh, like Canelo Alvarez. Alvarez. What's that? Yeah. Tell, explain it to me. So the first thing about racial cultural appropriation, I'm always a little bit torn on that, really. It does always look weird when a white guy has dreadlocks. It does always look really, really strange to me. But it's his hair. Do whatever you like with it, I guess. Um, second thing about saying the name twice, uh, that's, an, that's an old school thing from back in Joe Lewis days. MCs used to say the surname twice because... So people could hear it because obviously the microphones weren't as good back then as they are now. Mm. So they would repeat the last name. So people knew who was who. Mm. Um, so he's this kind of a traditionalist and carries that on. He ain't. He's not a traditionalist. He's found a little niche for himself. And he's, he has. He's exploiting the glorious, illustrious history of boxing for his own I think game. he is. It needs to stop. Because there's so many videos. If you look for like interviews, like YouTube interviews with him, there is loads of interviews with him, him explaining this entire thing about him saying the name twice. So it's got people's attention. And like you said, it makes him stand out. It, it is a niche. He's, he's cornered, he's cornered the market. In a it's way. stupid. Get rid of it. <laughs> well, I quite Ju- like it. What happened to uh, Lennon Jr.? Where's he gone? Oh, he's still about. He does Showtime. He does the, he, he's Showtime's MC. Um, he's still around. He just doesn't, he doesn't tend to do the British shows because, um, 
Michael Buffer is Eddie Hearn's guy. He's Matram's guy. He has a contract with DAZN. Um, and Diamante will do the undercards. So he doesn't really get over here. But he's always in America. He always does the Showtime cards, all the PBC cards. Uh, so he's around. He's just we, we just don't really see him over here in the UK anymore. All right, fair enough. Thanks for clearing up. That's all right. What are we talking about today, then? Well, so, uh, so, <laughs> so I suppose we'd uh, start off with... Uh, the last weekend, the show last weekend at the O2 Arena, uh, Vasily Lomachenko against Luke Campbell for the WBC, WBA, WBO, and Ring Magazine lightweight titles. Yes. Um, Lomachenko won by scores of two, a uh, score of one eighteen one oh nine, so ten rounds to two plus the knockdown, and two scores of one nineteen one oh eight, which is eleven rounds to one plus the knockdown. Yeah. Do you think those score? First of all, do you think those scores were fair? Yes. You do. I do think they're fair um, because um, he won all those rounds. I think you just yeah. said. <laughs> but the story in, uh, the story of that fight isn't about whether or not Lomachenko won it that wide. Doesn't right. doesn't matter because he was always going to win that fight. Yeah. What it, the story is is what balls and uh, and what level of quality Campbell is yeah. at, and it's above yeah. what I, where I thought he was. Okay. That's the story so, for me. So Campbell's that now he's his record is twenty and three. He's got three losses for yep. someone that's only had twenty three fights. Three losses, is 16, a fair bit for someone of of the quality you're describing. Sixteen um, knockouts though. Yeah, you he's got, a, he's appreciate a, that as well. He's a spiteful puncher, Campbell. Yeah, but he's a, but he's massive, a massive weight, Campbell. He's yeah, huge. Cool. So what? And you can see why he gave Lomachenko a little bit of trouble in those in the first half of the fight. Yeah. Um, did you think in the first half of the fight that Lomachenko is in any danger of losing? No. Did you? No. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought Campbell did okay. No, I but... thought he did good. I thought he did really good. I come yeah. away from the fight thinking, fair fucks. Yeah. So a man who lost to yeah. a- was Avon Mendy. Um, yep. and, and it took him seven fights to get back to that stage to beat him in the rematch. To mm-hmm. then fight the best fighter on the planet, arguably, we're going to talk about that again, yep. I think, aren't we? But, we are, we are. Um, to, to, to give him problems in, as, you know, in inverted commas, in, in as much as, look, the way I think about it is, look at Lomachenko's record. Luke Campbell yep. is probably, should like before this fight, shouldn't be compared to, you know, Gary Russell Jr., um, or, or, or Linares. I know they had a very kind of close fight, but I think if you ask ten, nine out of ten boxing fans would have Linares above Campbell in terms of their yep. ability to fight. I think because he's from the north, because he's from Hull, and mm-hmm. he's, he, he isn't exciting, you know, he doesn't have the razzmatazz, he doesn't have the, the, the what's it called, the, ability, the, the mouth to, to build a fight. Yep. That, yep. that people shit on him a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, look, I, I can't say that I'm ever I'm looking forward to Luke Campbell fighting ever again. I, I, I'm not, like, clambering, <laughs> clambering around to watch his fights. And yeah. the only reason I was like, interested in this is because of Lomachenko and not Luke yeah. Campbell. I came away with it a little bit thinking, fair enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? You deserve... You, you, that, that loss doesn't harm your career. 
No, not at all. Not at all. I, I think with Luke Campbell, I think, you know, we, we spoke about this, uh, myself and T and Alex spoke about this on the last pod. And I, I, my thing with him is he's, he's just trod water for too long. Yeah. He's just fought at people below his level for too long. Like, for a guy that's been pro, he's been pro for a long time now and he's, he's only had 23 fights. Yeah. He's just trod water for too long dicked around too long and that's probably where the Mendy the first Mendy loss came from losing to Linares is no shame Linares is a wonderful fight close as well losing it was a close fight I thought Linares won on the night but it was yeah. you know 7-5 seven, seven, either way you wouldn't have really argued to toss over it yeah um, and then yeah to lose to what you know arguably the best pound for pound fighter in the sport and Vasily Lomachenko is you know no problem at all mm. and the first half of the fight I thought he did quite well and because the matchroom show because it was in Britain and it's a British fighter First, after the first half of the fight, I thought, you know, these are quite close, these rounds. You could maybe give a, two or three of these to Campbell, mm. and we could be in for something here, um, because it's in Britain. Um, yeah, I see. The way, I the way up, that's what it was. It wasn't so much that I thought Campbell was yeah, in the I rounds, you know. at all. That's a good but shout. Because I think there was, I think some people felt beforehand that if Campbell did better than expected then people would score rounds for him. Does that make sense? Yes, because they're looking for the good work that he's doing because they're not expecting Yeah. It. Yeah, absolutely. So people, I think that was where I was kind of coming from when I was sat there watching it at a wedding reception on my phone. Um, <laughs> Can we admit? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, it was, that was where I was kind of coming from. It was like, well, these are quite close. You know, it is in Britain. There wasn't a British judge, but, you know, they sort out, you know, if they're getting their room service sorted out for them, you never know. Mm -hmm. um but after round six it was all lomachenko hurt you could see he hurt campbell several times um and then he you know eventually got the knockdown in the 11th round but that what was so impressive about lomachenko it wasn't his usual thing where he's dancing around opponents and he's too quick for them too too elusive for them he walked him down he walked down the bigger man and that's always impressive when a fighter does that. When a fighter walks down the bigger man and looks to hurt them at every opportunity. And that was what Lomachenko did. And that's what, that was what so, was so impressive about it for me because he's not a lightweight. Really. No, I know. He's, he's closer to being a featherweight than a lightweight. But he just bashed up a massive and a good lightweight, a very good lightweight in Luke Campbell. Do you not think, though, I know he's not, he's not a lightweight. Yeah. He's super feather. Or, you know, that, that's his peak weight, I'd imagine. Yeah, um, but a, a player, a, a player, sorry, a fighter of his skill level should yep. be going in and taking risks against bigger, bigger fighters. They should Absolutely. be because he can clean. He will clean up that that lightweight division. Sorry, mm -hmm. sorry, uh, super feather if he goes down. But yep. even 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 a lightweight, there isn't a, there isn't a man in that division that beats him. No, I agree. You know, you know, it looks like that. You know, after this now, he's got three of the four titles. He'll fight the winner of. Richard Comey and Tiafimo Lopez. Tiafimo Lopez looks good, but not on Lomachenko's level. So, and Richard Comey... Sorry, go on. No, go on, go on. Sorry, finish, finish. I was just going to say, Richard Comey is a good fighter, but again, he's big, and he's really big like Campbell's big, mm. but he's not... I don't. I, I think if Richard Comey fought Luke Campbell, I'd probably pick Luke Campbell. Um, I, I think Lomachenko will, will beat Comey, but he'll have a bit of trouble like like he did with Campbell. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think Com um, I think Campbell would beat Comey, and I think um, what's really interesting and, and and a really underrated fighter around that level that that, that actually I think he did Easter Junior beat Comey. I think he did. Sorry, Easter, uh, Robert Easter Junior. 
Yes, he did. Yes, he, he did. Yeah, he beat him. And like, I know, uh, he, I think he lost his last fight, Issa Junior, and, and a draw. And yeah, for some reason, I'm like obsessed with him a little bit because yes, I remember. Yeah, we've spoke about him before. He's so skinny and wet and so tall and freakish at the weight. Yeah, you know, he looks yeah. like weight, like water drawn. But yeah. you know, he's naturally at the the lightweight division. Despite I think he's like massive. I think he might even be like close to six. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he's very gangly, isn't he? And Commie's the same. And it was a very close fight. And that was for the vacant title, the IBF title. And, and Robert Easter Jr. Yeah, he won, he won a close fight. And then, like like you said, Easter Jr. lost it. Um, yeah. And he seems to have disappeared since then. I can't remember the last time he fought. It was He fought the, the first part of this year. Right. I think it was... I can't remember the date. It was earlier on this year. I can't remember. Yeah. And he drew, it was a draw. And he kind of haven't heard from him since. But you're kind of thinking about what Luke Campbell might do next. If, if before we go into Lomachenko, is that that he? What, what do you think he does next? Is there's there's potentially Lee Selby if he wins. There's, yep. the, I don't know what does he do now from this point. Yeah, I mean, yes, he can move, probably move up if anything. He could move up. He could move up and look to fight the winner of Josh Taylor uh, against Regis Progre, uh, who are fighting in October. If he moves up to Junior Welter and does that. He could stick around at lightweight because if Lomachenko beats Kami and moves down, all those belts are going to become vacant. So there's an opportunity for him to get a shot at a vacant title. So say, like you said, if he fights the winner of Selby and Burns, mm. and you know, in a final eliminator kind of thing, he's back in that world title fight very, very quickly, could, probably could, by the middle of the next year. I don't know too much about this stuff and belts and how important they are for fighters to hold on to them. Like yeah. you're, you're saying. Lo- Lomachenko will will unify the division and then potentially move down. Is that what you're thinking? That's the, that's what he's saying. That's what he's he's saying. Okay, that's what um, he's saying. so he's not talking about defending those belts. He'll give them up and then and unify yeah. Super Feather. Yeah, exactly that. Same as Usyk. Same as what Usyk did. He, he unified cruiserweight division yeah. and then jumped jumped up to heavyweight. And Lomachenko said, "I'm not going up again. I'm going to go back down to Super Featherweight and possibly Featherweight." Yeah, the thing is, is that he, if he does that, is less. I don't know. As an uneducated, like someone who's not into boxing as much as you are, I'm mm. looking at this super featherweight division, and I'm thinking, I know who Javonta Davis is, and that that could be interesting. Well, Davis is talking about moving up. Brilliant. So we won't even get that fight. So we'll yeah. get Tevin Farmer versus. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Yeah, exactly that. You know, if you look at super featherweight, the WBC champion is Miguel Burchell, who's a quality, quality fighter. I'd love to see that. Right, I would I, love to see. I've never I'd love him. To, he's really good. Like he's a really good fighter. I'd love to see Burchell against Lomachenko. Yeah, you said like Tevin Farmer, um, Andrew Cancio is a WBA champion. He's um, so so. He's okay. He's a good fighter, um, but he's not a sexy division at all. Eventually, and then if you went. Sorry, eventually then he's got he's got to go up eventually. Like, all right, if he, if he cleans up that and cleans up Super Feather, then what? What's he do? Does he go down another division or what? Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with you. Really, I, I think you know if we look at these elite elite fighters over the years, these pound for pound guys, and I think we were spoiled. You know, in terms of having Mayweather and Pacquiao yeah. around, these yeah. two pound for pound all time greats, they're going to be all time greats eventually. When when the history books are written Absolutely. 20 years from now, Mayweather and Pacquiao will be in with your Henry Armstrongs, Muhammad Ali, Shigeru Romson. They will be in that conversation. So they should. And they they always went up. You know, Floyd started at super featherweight and ended up at light middle. 
ridiculous beating up Canelo and Oscar De La Hoya and Miguel Cotto, you know, and Manny Pacquiao ended up at, at welterweight and at light middleweight, even though he's a catchweight and all of that. But he's still, he's never written, you know, he's not a welterweight and he's just bashed up Keith Thurman, who's a massive welterweight. Yeah, yeah. And you so, think of the challenges that, you know, you know, we were having this conversation when we about where Lomachenko ranks in, yeah. in terms of how he will be considered as a fighter when the game ends. Yeah. When, sorry, when his involvement in the game ends. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the chat we were having was about, it's the, it doesn't matter how good you are, how technical he is, how good his footwork is, you have mm. to prove it against oppositions that are worthy of your talent. Mm-hmm. And it's, when you look at the, the legacy that was left by Mayweather, and, Pac, and, and look, Mayweather's a better fighter than Pacquiao is, or a better technician in the ring. I don't think anyone will argue about that. You saw the when they actually thought how one-sided it was. But, mm-hmm. but maybe, I think Pacquiao took bigger risks. And certainly the fight against... Um, fuck, why is his name? He's like one of the most famous boxers ever. And he's, he, he moved up... That was Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, 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 him. So, there was four divisions between them when the fight was made. I think they met in the middle somewhere. Um, but the risks yeah. that Pacquiao took were significant. And, then, and, and that's about legacy legacy fights and that's what ultimately eventually we're going to have to see with Lomachenko and he's 31 is he 31 31 years old yeah and it's not he doesn't have a, a, like a very long career ahead of him no. he, he, you know he's going to fight for five more years and and you'd imagine he would start to dip after that so he's got to do a lot in that time a lot like, we're talking realistically how many fights in in five years for someone like Lomachenko 10 10 yeah so he's got a lot of that a lot of He's done a lot already in a short career. Yeah, he's got to do a lot in in ten years if he's if he's going to be ranked up with Mayweather, Pacquiao, or you know, yeah, or, I, I would like to see him. You know, I'd like to see him move up to you know to to junior welter really and have a look at you know the you know the winner of Taylor and Progre really. You know, try and win another lineal championship. You know. Um, I think that's that's where your legacy starts to get built. He's already done it. He's not done it completely at Super Feather. He's you know won a he's won a belt there and he's won a belt at Featherweight. Um, but you know he's thirteen in one in world title fights, which is a really good record. But it was like it's like and the, as you were just saying, he's a brilliant, brilliant fighter. He's a fantastic technician. But unless you are displaying that against really good fighters who go on to and then we were talking about this the other day. You want what you want to see from a guy's record, a top fighter's record is him beating he or she beating people that go on to do great things. Mm. So if you beat someone, they fall off a cliff. Well, then it just looks like you've beaten nobody or you've like, someone that was like on Jeff, the way down. Jeff Lacey and Kawasaki. Yeah. Jeff well, Lacey did nothing. And you're, and what you're actually referring to is Mayweather and Canelo. But that's a good that's a good example it's like Canelo every time Canelo wins Mayweather look better absolutely 100% because the the win uh, if you, also if you think about Kawasaki and Hopkins Kawasaki beats Hopkins then Hopkins goes on to win the light heavyweight title all over again 100% and box for another five six years and the, how how cute Hopkins was in that progress to to become a heavyweight title in his 40s um, yeah you, you know that that yeah. I mean, his game management, his ring management, is, is unparalleled, really. To for someone yeah. to go that late in his career and be as successful, well, because he was still flashy at that stage. You just understood boxing and had a better brain than the fo- younger fighters he was against. And Kazakhstan, exactly, yeah, yeah. And I was just so, saying, like, sorry, go on, go on, Michael. 
No, I was just going to say that win aged really well. Kawasaki, every time Hopkins won a fight, Kawasaki, in a way, won, won a fight. Because yeah. Hopkins, I beat this guy, I've already beat this guy, and he's only getting worse because he's getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still winning. Uh, so, you know, that's what you want from Lomachenko. You want to see him beat a Tank Davis, beat Burchell, and then those guys go and have great careers because he looks better for it. Yeah, and that's because of the, the lack of depth in those divisions. They, they, he's almost relying on these fighters coming good after him in order to yeah. secure his legacy. And what he actually needs to do, and why he's in an unfortunate, unfortunate position, is move up beyond his size and, mm. and win fights. And, you know, you think of people like um, Jones Jr., who did it and he went from middleweight to heavyweight yeah. and won his world title well, heavyweight against yeah. Diaz, was it? Ruiz? Exactly. No, it was yeah, John Ruiz. Because there was nothing for him at light heavyweight. He won every belt except for the WBO right. uh, and the linear title. He won. He had ton. He had loads of belts. Um, so there was nothing for him there. So if there's nothing for you, like you've just said, you would then have to fight people bigger than you yeah. because that's how you prove yourself. You yeah. prove yourself by fighting people that are naturally bigger than you. Right. Um, and that's what Manny. That's what Manny Pacquiao has done uh, in particular. Um, and that's what, you know, in Roy Jones did in his time and Ray Leonard did in his time. Um, you know, that's what, that's what we need from Lomachenko because he's clearly an amazing fighter. Yeah. But what I would say though, is that the, (laughs) when you get past super light and into welter, it's a different ball game. And, uh, you know, he's like, as we all rate Lomachenko, anyone who understands and has a modicum of understanding, understands how good he is. Yeah. Uh, but but when you think about Jones Jr. almost handpicked Ruiz as uh, as his world title fighter, oh yeah, and 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 that well, because the, the other champion was Lennox Lewis. At well, the time. Yeah, could you imagine Lennox Lewis against? I mean, oh my god, as good as as he was, you know, it's, yeah. it was. It's not. It's next level. Anyway, uh, what I was about to say is that there is nothing. There's no handpicking world titles at, at welterweight. There's no, not. There's horrible fights from one to to fucking sevens eight yeah and and, and it's just th- probably too big for him it's, if, the, if, the, if, the, if that division was as weak as lightweight or or super feather then you might be yeah. able to think a call for him to go up there and, and, and win a world title and it'll be a proper legacy fight but anyone yeah. in that top even five six I'll go Mikey Garcia you've got Danny Garcia but Mikey Garcia is an eight on box rig yeah, Keith Furman there. You've got Danny Garcia. Sean Porter would be horrible for for Lomachenko, yeah. and then you've obviously got Pacquiao, Errol Spence, Crawford. This is like madness. Like no, most yeah. no one in that division is beating Terence Crawford. So fuck you for Lomachenko. No. Can imagine? I think, super, I think super, super lightweight's his ceiling. Super lightweight is one hundred and forty pounds. Is Lomachenko's absolute ceiling? Got he can't to, go any higher than he's that. Got to go. He's got to. Yeah, Absolutely. I think so. Uh, you know, I like. This team go to Super Feather, beat Burchell because Burchell's again a very, very good fighter. Right, right. Um, at Featherweight, you know, if he was to go all the way down to Featherweight at 31 years of age, to drop nine pounds at 31 years of age is a lot. You know, there's Gary Russell Jr., he's already beat him. Yeah. Leo Santa Cruz, yeah. Meh, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. And Josh Warrington, yeah, oh, they've right. got three, three of the belts and the WBO's vacant. So the thing is, we don't want to see not, him win belts. We know he can pick up belts. It's not winning belts isn't a problem. No, it's about big fights. It's about the big fights, yeah. And he's so good. Yeah. That he... well, anyway, sorry. So in terms of, you know, pound for pound, um, if, if we're agreed that the top five is Canelo, Terence Crawford, 
uh, Alexander Usyk, uh, Noah Nue, and Vasily Lomachenko. What's your order? Um, uh, so who's number oh, one? Hang on. Like, what, what's the criteria here? What, so what, why, uh, why is Inoue in this conversation? I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I'm just asking you why. Yeah, because he's won loads of world titles. He wins them all by knockout. Um, he wins them all really early by knockout, and he's beat good fighters. Fair enough. Is his record as strong as Lomachenko? Um, no, probably not. No. Probably not. But he's won more decisively. He's he, look, he's um, disgustingly good, <laughs> and he's yeah. ferocious with it. And he gives you yeah. everything. Like even the casuals know about him now. And he's yeah. a, he's he's a boxer from Japan, uh, yeah, which is crazy. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, but what's my order? Give me my five again. Sorry, Lomachenko, okay. Inou, so Crawford, Lomachenko, Canelo, Crawford, Uzik, Anuay. Fuck, man. Um, I'm putting, I'm putting, I'm putting Lomachenko number one, based on okay. not by. I think his resume at, at 14 is incredible. Um, but then he had such an extensive amateur career that you'd expect him to fight decent oppositions at that stage. And he was quite mm-hmm. old as well when he turned pro. Oldish. Um, I'd have him number one. I would have... I'd have... Probably have... Fuck, man, this is impossible. Uh, maybe... <laughs> Canelo. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. No, there isn't. I That's don't it. think... All right. With that in... let, let anyone have the five in whatever order they like. I'm just interested. In yeah, okay, fair enough. I, I'm going to go with Lomachenko. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Usyk. I'm going to go with mm-hmm. Crawford. And you've got to have Canelo. So it's a new... It is... Canelo, then a new way. A new way, fifth. Yeah, that, 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 that would be it, yeah. really. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'd have a new way at fifth as well. Um, I'd have I've, I'd have Canelo at number one. I think he's he's a brilliant fighter, and he's got the best wins. He's got much better wins than Lomachenko. Um, so I'd have Canelo number one. I'd have Lomachenko number two. I'd have Usyk number three. I'd have Crawford number four, and Inoue number five. Uh, I love is- Crawford. I think he's a quality fighter. Um, I think he'd probably if you if he fought Spence tomorrow, I'd probably pick Crawford. I would, but he just hasn't done it yet. He just yeah. hasn't done it yet. He's he's not beat. You look, he's like he's beat Jeff Horn at welterweight, and that's it. Like he's not, you know, lightweight. He he, he obviously unified at junior welterweight, but that division is not as strong as it is now. Mm. You know, with Pro Gray and Taylor, you know, and uh, Ramirez. That's that's a, you know, if he if he unified that division, that, that'd be impressive. But the division he unified just a couple of years ago was not that strong. Mm. Um, but I really like Crawford, um, and then yeah, Nui number five. But I think those five are the standout top five fighters in the world. And I think well, if you have them in, any, you can have them in any order you like, and I'm not going to argue with you. And I, um, I, 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 I wouldn't be able to have a conversation with someone who generally thinks that any of those are going to lose again in their career. Yeah. The only way is I, I if think, somehow they like Lomachenko and Crawford. They, they won't. They won't. There's no. There, there, there is no one around unless like this. Some amazing kid comes through and starts blowing people away. But yeah. I can't see any of them ever losing. Like the only way would be like if Us- they got into really dangerous fights. Like there's so many dangerous fights for Usyk at heavyweight um, yeah. because he's so small com- com- compared to comparison. In yeah. Compa- yeah, yeah. In comparison to Tyson Fury and and, and Usyk, it is a fight that could happen in the future. But it would be fucking mm. weird. Yeah, I think Usyk beats all of them except for Fury. I agree with you. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know though. He's like, is a cruiserweight. Feeling the full power of 
of, of uh, Deontay Wilder. He's boxed. He's boxed like Joe Joyce with no head guards. Like he's he can he can hold shots. He's fine. He's not going to get. Yeah, he can Joyce, hold punches. And Joe, Joe Joyce is a solid puncher. Yeah, like, Joe, Joe Joyce isn't. And yeah, he is a solid puncher, but he's, he's a punch. That's what I mean. He's a good puncher. So I'm just talking about his chin, his chin. I, I would say his chin is fine. Um, no, but, there is no fine chin in, in heavyweight. There is a, there's no, no one's going no, to stand up. You can always get caught. You can always get caught with a shot, but no one's I'm standing up to a fully flood fledged, like hammer from Wilder. I mean, he nearly no. killed Fury. I don't know how, I still don't know how he got up. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. think anybody does. Anyway, really. but, but Fury, Fury's been hurt plenty of times. He's yeah, been Cunningham as well. But yeah. the biggest, the biggest risk out of all of them is Usyk because he's entering the, the division where there are giants there. But <laughs> yeah, the rest, yeah, none of those top five really look like they 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 will lose again. You know, you know, you yeah. were talking on the last podcast about Canelo going up and fighting Kovalev, which yeah. I, I love. By the way, I absolutely Me love too. that. I love that fight. I don't think it will be as I think the the general consensus in your the pod last week was that. He was that the, the Canelo would come out uh, convincingly like a wide margin. I don't yeah. think he would. I actually, I, I think actually Kovalev think, still got a bit left in the tank. I think Kovalev would win. That's that's my gut feeling. Right, and I'd love to see it. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's a you know me and you have been talking about the last couple of times we've done podcasts. <laughs> we've been talking about Canelo doing crazy shit, yeah. taking Sugar Ray Robertson's great favorite, and all of that. Favorite things to talk about. What Canelo has to and, do. Yeah, and he's doing crazy shit now. Like, he is, you know, going up two divisions. He's a middleweight, really, Canelo. And him yeah. going up two divisions to fight, you know, the number two kind of consensus, number two light heavyweight in the world. Yeah, he's 36, but he's still got a bit left in the tank. He's coming off two really good wins against mm. Alvarez and Anthony Yard. He's fresh. He's not like he's coming off losses. He, he's he's doing. He's boxing well. It's a good fight. I think, I think Canelo would win because I just don't see Canelo losing the fight. I know, for, I understand uh, a, a while. I understand um, He's just a quality. I just think he, he beats everybody right now. He's in the form of his life. And I just don't think there's anybody around that for the next couple of years. And then the, the drop-off will happen. He, he's had, you know, he's boxed a lot. He's like boxing at like 15. No, no, he's, he's get wear and tear on his body. How old is he now, mate? He's 28. So he's 28 and he's had how many fights? Plus 40? Yeah, he's had he's had more than forty. He'd had forty when he fought Floyd. He's had fifty off. I mean, I know they turn over young. <laughs> but he, yeah. he was really. They young. do. They uh, do. They do in Mexico. It's amazing. Turn... Like, yeah. could you imagine being a fifteen-year-old kid fighting a grown man? Well, there's so many. That's what they do there's... in Mexico. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many pros in Mexico. I remember. I remember. Um, who was it? Uh, you knew exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I knew he was going to say. <laughs> the fucking he was boxing with... like the number sixteen-ranked uh, super bantamweight. Yeah. Before got knocked down twice in in and you're watching Mexico, that and you're different. Thinking, how is that guy like he was 14 and i remember yeah. it vividly he was 14th ranked in mexico <laughs> <laughs> and he knocked down yeah. twice. that's how early they get to yeah them. they're like, like there's no amateur there might there can't be any amateur program in mexico they don't give a shit about it get out no, there earn like, your money throw them books into the body and that's all you got yeah do. from the age of like 11 they are fighting grown men like on the cobbles like Love their it. dinner like Absolutely that's just how it. mexico is yeah no wonder trump don't want them in the country they'll fucking take over yeah yeah freaking, they're, they're gonna be fucking like hooking that wall down oh my god no send all their boxes to the wall <laughs> yeah oh my god the navy have got no chance you just send a load of fucking bantamweights down there and they'll be finished <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah look it's um 
it's uh, it's fascinating really with with Canelo because he's, yeah, he's a brilliant he's a brilliant fighter. He's a brilliant brilliant fighter, and they all are. Those top five are all brilliant fighters. But just we'll just quickly. Um, Jump onto the undercard now. We don't have to take too long on Huey Fury against Alexander Povetkin. But did you see it? What did yeah. you think of it? I did see it. Big up Huey Fury because he's a bit of a joke, and he like. But like, I think from from our perspective, like when we're talking about him, it's like he's just boring and just yeah. rodding and and Povetkin, You know, in the end, saw it through. But his his performance, I was really entertained watching that fight. I really really enjoyed it and I'm thinking next Huey Fury fight when he ends up fighting Joshua in a year I'm going to be I'm going to be in Huey Fury's camp here mate Yeah, because um, you know he give it a go and, and, and I you know I had him winning the fight really? I had I had him in the first six six seven rounds I'm like yeah. hold on a minute he's winning this this perfection yeah. is a, he's a, a if, like forgive me if I'm wrong I'm pretty sure he's a gold Olympic gold medalist right? He did win Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, he won out of the division below. I think it was at heavyweight, not super heavyweight. But mm. yeah, he did win Olympic gold medalist in two thousand. And and Huey Fury was doing bits. Uh, I mean, it came on top a little bit towards the end. But I was I was entertained yeah. for the first time ever. I came out of watching Huey Fury and thinking, fair play. I enjoyed watching you fight, and that's that's all I want. And if if there's a if there's a boxer on the peripheries of my interest, and I end up watching the fight and being in, 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 entertained by it, then you have got to say fair play. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I think Povetkin won the fight. I, I thought just down the so stretch, do I. he just he just outmanned him. He just out completely just outmanned Fury. Um, but I agree with you. I thought Fury showed a little bit more spite than normal. Normally, he's he's a bit tappy tappy with his jab and he's dancing around the ring and messing. And he was actually landing some really nice counter shots. Did, on the did, inside, you, did but, you have Fury leading in uh, after six? Uh, I, I thought after six, I thought it was about level, really. I didn't, yeah, I don't think. Do you know what? I, no, I didn't. No, I thought it was about three or I thought it was about level. Do you know what um, it is, mate? It's because it's again, it's like agenda and biases. And when someone does, <laughs> when someone does more than you expect, you're like, you yeah. see it and, and you want it. And that's why scoring fights is so hard and so, so um, yeah. subjective, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's, you know, I, it's, not, it's not an easy job for them. But I, I would say for these judges, they all scored it 117-111, which is a good sign because it means if they're all on the same page, it usually means they've got it right. Yeah. Um, it usually means that everyone's scoring it the same and it's all been done correctly. Uh, similar to Ward Kovalev, that was 114-113 one, one back in the, And it, when they're all the same... It's like, okay, these guys are on it tonight. Then there's no messing about going on here. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I think they did a pretty good job with that fight, to be honest with you. But the thing is with Fury, what, what Huey, what tends to happen is he's a good boxer and he's he's quite tall for a boxer, but he's, he's got the body of like a super middleweight. Like he's very slim. Yeah. He's very slim. And if you look at, think about all the heavyweights, you know, current heavyweights, yeah, you've got Joshua and you've got what. Wilder, who, you know, Joshua's quite muscular, and you've got Wilder that's quite lean, but they're all big. They're all big blokes. Povetkin's a, a lump. Chisora's a lump. Parker's a lump. Yeah. He's not. And that's what seems to happen to him in fights is he gets overpowered. It's not so much I'm that he gets fr- hurt. Throwing you under a bus a little bit. It, but <coughs> what, what, what does he come in at? When he, uh, what weight does he come in at? How much does he weigh? Uh, I, think it's about, I think it's about 16 stone. I think it's quite, quite. And there's not. Big. Enough... It sounds big to you and me. No, I know, but um, it's not. This is build, isn't it? And and this is build. That's what I mean. You need to get down yeah. to fourteen four if he even thinks about 
cruiserweight. It's not possible. He needs to bulk up. He needs, he needs to, to bulk up. He needs to go the other way. But then what? Like if his only attribute is is throwing his hands and technique yeah. and and gameness, then how much is he giving away if he if he puts on uh, you know ten pounds of muscle? Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. Just, it's, he's it's, just not good enough. Ultimately, he's just not. I, I agree. He's just not good enough. I agree. And then if he's no, he's a good. Yeah. If his name wasn't Fury, then you know we wouldn't even be talking about him. It's true. It's true. And uh, do you know what? I think fair play to him because he signed with Eddie Hearn and he's jumped straight in with Povetkin. Yeah. It could have probably got away with like, oh well, you know, it's my first fight with Matram. I'll fight a pudding. Yeah, but, but we know we know what it is. Though. He's fought Povetkin. He's fought Povetkin. It's like fair play. Yeah. You know, this come off a win uh, with Samuel Peter, which is what it was. What less than a month ago? When was that? That was that wasn't that long ago. That was in July. It was about six weeks ago or something. So you got Samuel uh, Peter. It was, it was the it was the Jeddah fight, wasn't it? Yes, the Jeddah fight that we, that we spoke about. Me and you spoke about. Yeah, so it, like it, like that for, for a couple of rounds was quite tough for him. Like Peter brought it a little bit and then fell apart yeah. and then started yeah, doing some magic. Yeah, dirty, wasn't he? But to to, to have yeah. two fights in as a pro at that level after twenty four in a month to be to be game enough to get in there is like all credit mm-hmm. to him. And like, I enjoyed the fight, I enjoyed watching it. But you know, he's, you, we understand what he is. Uh, you know, he's fought. He's probably got he's probably got better names on his record than Tyson has. <laughs> he's got Joseph Parker. He's got uh, Parker. Who else? He's got Parker. Got? He's got Povetkin, and <laughs> yes. he's got Pulev. He hasn't got Klitschko though. So it doesn't matter what. He, he doesn't have Klitschko, and he's lost all three times. But it just, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just trying to do it. Trying to do a funny. He's still. He's still. I know. I know. But I love Tyson Fury, and I won't have a word of it said against him. But the the there there was there was, there was some some discussion, weren't there, about Joshua and him saying that he would never have got away with, with Fury's last opponents. But the, the thing, I think with Joshua, he needs to care less about what people are thinking and more about yeah. what he needs to do. Anyway, let's not talk about it. So we have to talk about Joshua. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of, what do you think Fury should do? Do you think he should try go for world titles? Or do you think he should just kind of drop back down to domestic level and, you know, stick to his level kind of thing? No, he should definitely try to try to get, take all the opportunities he can. Why not? Yeah, I mean, why? why yeah. What's what, what, what? Like, he's clearly in it because he loves the the, the sport. You know, he's mm. willing to get into the ring twice in 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 six weeks. So he's not doing yeah. it because he, you know, he. I think the differences between him and Anthony Joshua are the one one's a natural fighter and the other one is an athlete. Perhaps doesn't have the mm. mental capacity of the other. If Joshua had yeah. Fury Fury's um, fight mechanism and his and his spirit and his and his willingness mm. in in the ring, then you'd have a much more dangerous fighter in Joshua than you do otherwise. So yeah, it's you know I, I, he needs to rebuild, and I think he will, he will, will rebuild. He's still young; he's twenty four, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he needs to uh, it, rebuild and, and fight. So go down to the domestic level, get some decent fights. There's there's fights there that you can pick up, some interesting ones as well. You know, if there is a way for Matchroom and um, and Warren to, to work together, then there's, there's nice fights there. Do you know what I'd want to, who I want to see him fight? David Price. <laughs> you want to see David Price fight again? <laughs> I want to see David Price against Huey Fury. 
Who do you win? Who wins? Because I just think Fury needs to go down to domestic level. He needs to go back down to domestic level. Price is Price always wants to fight. He always wants to make good money. He's fighting for money and has been for the last two, three years. Mm. There's a history between you know Tyson and, and David Price. Yeah, make you Fury idiot. and David Price. Yeah, two big stiff idiots just throwing lumps at each other. Who you, who, um, who, who you got in that in that fantasy fight that you want to see? Yeah, that I really want to see Huey. I think Huey would beat him. Yeah, I think uh, he, I think Huey would beat him, and I think he needs. That's the thing because because Fury's in, Fury's twenty four and Price is thirty six. Then I want I want to see Fury look good, get the win, and move and and keep it moving. And uh, you know, and I want to see I want to see Price go away. Really, because <laughs> I don't. I, 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 <laughs> I don't want him to get hurt. That's the thing. I don't want him. To, I want him. To, don't want him to get hurt. So I don't care whether just, he gets hurt or not. Just fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> just go away. Just go. just go away, will you, David? <laughs> like, what does David Price do at this point? Like if, if start like, plum, get plumbing again. Start plumbing. No, no, no. Sorry, I don't. His, his career aspirations. I'm just saying. Like oh, if he, right. he's beaten. He's beaten uh, Dave Allen. Uh, he's, yep. he's lined up potentially with. Hang on, no, who's right here? Who, who's he been potentially linked with? Uh, there was some talk about Chisora, but Chisora's fighting Parker now. Yeah, um, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, we right. was going to get to that at the end. Okay, I'm sorry. We'll get to that at the end. We'll get to that at the end, that's cool. fine. Cool. Um, Price, I don't know. I think he will. I, I think Huey Fury, I think that's potential in that. I think there's potential in that. But they've got a lot of good heavyweights. Matchroom have got a lot of good heavyweights, but not really loads domestically. Um, the domestic guys, you know, Dubois and Gorman and all that lot, they're all with Frank Warren, Joe Joyce, all with Frank Warren. So he doesn't have a lot of the British guys, a lot of the world level kind of European level guys are with Matram. So I think Price has got opportunities. There's definite opportunities there for him. Mm. Um, but I think the Huey Fury fight makes sense. Genuinely, I do. I think that makes absolute sense. Um, mm. So we'll see. We'll see. Really, what, I, I want if, if Price has any respect uh, yeah. self-respect he needs to he needs to cancel the the, the Tony Thompson trilogy tri- he needs to, he needs to go in there and deal with Tony Thompson <laughs> is he still fighting yeah he's like, nah nah he's not fighting nah he's not fighting he's got to get him out he's got to goad him out of retirement like, I'll watch that one yeah I'll watch that one other than yeah. that like it's time to go Prime. yeah it, it just yeah just goad him I think you're right say I could break your wife's hip quicker than you can yeah Give it some of that, yeah. you know. Talk, talk some stuff about his wife. And go, go, go racist. Knock oh, him out. Go racist. Nothing. Yeah, Pricey yeah. Go, Pricey goes racist. Oh, I won't be again. Yeah, <laughs> just go be, for it. Because you know, it's like like, like oh, race, racism. Racism is never acceptable. Obviously, no. But it is acceptable if you're building a boxing fight because it's all all, be, all bets are off. Really, like when all bets are off. When yeah. Tyson said, "Oh fuck you till you love me," and uh, all that stuff. That's it's fine. Fair game in the boxing arena. Men are yeah. dying in yeah. this ring. You can't insult someone yeah. that's like, you know, threaten rape with someone. And uh, no, this isn't the sport that I grew yeah, up on. You can't complain about a couple of words. No, they're about to punch each other in the face. You can't complain too much. It's, you know, it's all fair. All yeah. fair is in boxing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So the, 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 prob- the last notable fight of the uh, notable, there was obviously the Biazzi fight, was Charlie Edwards against Julio Cesar Martinez for the WBC flyweight title. Mm. Uh, Edwards was was knocked down and then and then and then stopped initially in round three by by the British referee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a knockout, a knockout victory for Martinez, and Edwards had lost his title. But then Mauricio Suleiman, the WBC president, did something. It was very WWE like. It was like cut the music, and then tried, and then was like, I've decided <laughs> that this is 
was there. <laughs> I've decided that. Huh? Yeah, he he, he got he, he, really... he kind of got involved and said no, this is a no contest. He looked at the action replay, which the WBC do. They ha- they have the capacity to look at replays and make decisions. And he looked at the replay because he was there. You know, as WBC president, he was there supervising the fight. Looked at the replay and said, no, that was a foul. We're going to change this to a no contest, and I'm going to order an immediate rematch. Do, what he... did you think about all of that? Well, it was crazy because like, does he have the authority? Yes, he's... he does. He, he, there's a rule that basically the president can do whatever. There's a WBC rule. <laughs> Someone tweeted it the other day. That's One crazy. of the WBC rules is like two, rule two A is WBC president can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Basically, <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. He just went no, no contest. What did you think about all that? It was crazy. I think it's scary if um, if he makes the wrong decision. You know, if he, yeah, but you know, he might have a fighter he likes, might might have a fighter that earns him more money and the WBC more money. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure that they'd much rather um, Joshua be, or or, or, or sorry, um, Wilder be WBC champion than Andy Ruiz if that fight ever came yep. to be. So he might be swayed by what he likes, but in this instance, he made the right call. You know, he uh, Edwards was down; uh, he was punched while he was down. Mm-hmm. and uh, hitting the ribs and, and fair play to him he wasn't in any state to continue and um the right call was made and and, and, a re- and it was a no contest and a rematch should be should, should be had i'm not sure it, yeah. it ends well for edwards again but you know that's besides no. the point so i, I, I was yeah. fine with it it was all it was very weird there is this obviously conversation about it was like like var isn't it it's like var in football it was yeah yeah like, it pulled was. back it like, was well, but I, it shouldn't like wasn't there a call for a disqualification though yeah I, I think in a lot of circumstances it would be a disqualification if, if we think about you know um, Andre Durrell against Arthur Abraham all those years ago when Arthur Abraham hit Durrell in the head and Durrell had a fit kind of thing he twitched and stuff Pretend, and, uh, pretended to have let's get it right pretended to yeah have he did yeah nothing, Durrell did nothing yeah, happened he did. the guys are no and the, but saying that he didn't box for like eighteen months afterwards, um, because we know because we know what he is. You got to keep a good story going. You, you, no, can't, you can't. No, he's a quitter. He's a quitter. He is a yeah, yeah. I think yeah. He's yeah. a bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really I'm hope he never that one. Never ever hits. Hears this. I hope he never oh my hears. God. <laughs> yes, because yes. what I've learned like the difference is when I'm doing football podcasts, which I'm more used to doing with boxing yeah. podcasts, very small. Very small, yeah. like the, it's in, a very small community, and they will come to your house. Yeah, and so I, I'm hoping one day that uh, uh, was it Andre Durrell? Andre Durrell. Andre Durrell and his uncle come to my house. Yep. Yeah. You can have a roll around in front of the chickens. See what happens. I've got yeah, an army so, of chickens now. I've got sixteen chickens in my garden now. Sixteen chickens. Yeah, and they're proper pecky as well. So see what happens if anyone comes to my door. Yeah, and I bet they did defend you as well. Because, like, who would want to fight 16 chickens? To the fucking death. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want to fight 16 chickens. You just wouldn't. Honestly, you know, 16 of them, they would win. Callum, if any any of the chickens fronted up, you could kick them as far as you wanted to. They're they're shit. Oh, defending household. 16 chickens. How many... What's the most amount of chickens do you think you could defeat? They just keep releasing them. They just keep, keep releasing, releasing them. them. I reckon. Yeah. About, like, so more and more. Eight hundred chickens for a day, but it would uh, it would only be exhaust, exhaustion that would eventually mean so, the chickens would come on top. Yeah. Yeah. They, so they, like they get me, but it would be after about eight hundred. I reckon. 
Yeah, it's a lot of chickens. That's a lot of chicken. <laughs> yeah, that is eight hundred chickens. Eight well, hundred is not that much, is it? Because like you kick them once, they're like proper weak-hearted like chickens. They're not like right. they're not like gay. Yeah, right. they they like in terms of their their in the ring a chicken like in terms of the level of heart a chicken has is like orderly Harrison levels. That's right. <laughs> That's, right. If you kick the chicken once, it's not coming back for more. So you, no, you have to, not coming essentially, back. Essentially, how, how often can you throw a kick? And I reckon I could throw 800. 800 is a lot, isn't it? No, I'm not, a lot. Yeah, I'm not going to do 800 kicks. I reckon 112 kicks I could do. 112 kicks of a chicken. chicken. And then the exhaustion would take over and they'd pick your eyes out. And yeah, exactly. Then they'd, they'd win. win. They would win. That's valid. That's yeah. valid. Um, so would you like to see VAR brought into boxing? Yes, I would. And I, and I hate mm. it in football. But I absolutely mm. wouldn't boxing because it's a different thing. It's like, it's, it's, it's but the, 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 these are individual support, sport, sport, right? So you've got two uh, fighters and their entire career can be dominated by a wrong decision by either some official or ref stops it too early or an illegal punch or a consistent level of uh, illegal punches, which sways a fight. It's this, this, there's a boxer's safety to, to be considered as well so yeah i think yeah i think um i think var in boxing would be an excellent thing yeah, and, I and, think, and, and and the fight stops yeah. the fight stops yeah, by, by the nature of the sport it stops every three minutes for a whole minute so mm. you know it's not like football yeah no it's not it's, it's sports are flowing boxing in my opinion but in boxing there's ample opportunity to review Mm. I think I think the other night I think Suleiman got it right. I think he made absolutely made the right decision, and everything's you know because you know Martinez was bashing him up, so he deserves a rematch. He probably would, would have won that fight anyway. Yeah, um, I think Edwards got away with it a bit there, to Me be honest too. with you. But it was the right decision. Um, the only thing I would say is I think it was kind of a dangerous precedent he set, making the decision right there and then. On Edwards's Edwards's arena in London, in front of Edwards's promoter, he just put himself under a lot of pressure. And I think in a normal situation, you'd go, "Well, the results stands for now, but we'll go and have a hearing in a week's time. And if we change it to a no contest, we we'll change it to a no contest, then an order rematch." I just think he put himself under a lot of pressure, being in England on Edwards' card with Eddie Hearn there. He perhaps may have felt pressured to, to change it when he could have just said, right, we'll have a hearing in a week and we'll talk about it then. But he's Mauricio Suleiman, he's the president for life and he does what the fuck he wants. He does. He man. Rule 2A says, yeah, as Rule 2A says in the rule book. What is so, it, what, do you know what the actual definition of what, what, what it says verbatim? Is no, it, I it's don't. Not, it's not no, just, I don't. It was something you... I saw on Twitter the other day <laughs> and it basically says he is the president. The president can basically... I'll have to find the tweet every you know, below the belt. You know this big thing about the uh, KSI Logan Paul, there's a lot of boxes coming out, it's been made, Matchroom are backing it, Hearns yep. talking about it, 9th of November this fight's going to happen. On the undercard, yep. it's mooted that Billy Joe Saunders is going to be on it, but pro boxing is going to be on, yep. and world title fights are going to be on the same bill that's headlined by two YouTube boxers. Yeah. I understand yeah. how frustrating that is for boxing fans, and how frustrating it must be for some boxers and, and and journalists who love the sport to see yeah. their the fighters that, that give all they can to be usurped by two fucking plebs, YouTuber yeah. plebs. You know what I mean? I understand it, right? Yeah. There are so many fucking wrongs in boxing that people can get outraged about. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. there's people taking performance enhancing drugs that could end up in someone, someone dying, and I'm sure it has many times. There's too many world titles. Too many world. Well, I wasn't say that. I was more about the harm of the boxers. But yeah, all right. Too, oh, okay. too, too many world titles. There are um, uh, like mismatching and yeah. um, boxers not getting paid. Yeah, not boxers not getting paid what they should get paid. Like if you're going to die on a hill in boxing, it shouldn't be about these two fucking plebs boxing no. each other. Like don't like, don't worry about it. Like don't watch it. I what? don't care. I don't care about what? Logan Paul and KSI. I but, do not care at what, all. What do you think though about? Do you, do you think people will be turned on to boxing? Because they're them two are fighting each other. Do you think that like no, more, no. more it will bring more audience to the boxing game? No, I, absolutely I, not. I think it will. Possibly, I, I don't see it at all. Um, I think there's a comparison here with Mayweather McGregor. Um, he did four point five, four point four. I think it was four point four million US buys, which is the second highest ever in US in US pay per view boxing. What's the number? Um, it was the second highest, the second highest pay per view. Many may have a Pacquiao. Um, may have got like got. He's got like the top five. Hmm. May have got like the top five. It's him, Canelo, <laughs> him, and Oscar De La Hoya. He's got pretty much the top five. But anyway, that did massive numbers. You imagine a lot of UFC fans would have watched that. Has boxing in in America got shitloads more popular because of it? No, it hasn't. It's it's pretty much in in fact pay per view numbers probably have, have steadily declined, um, continue to decline like it was before. Then, um, yeah, people I, like boxing. It's still getting watched on free TV a lot, you know, over there and over here. But no, I don't think it make a bit of difference that's, at all. That's, yeah, no, I understand that. I, but I think the difference is is that people who watch UFC and don't watch boxing are, are fucking apes. But yeah, they're, they're, yeah, there's like yeah, you do get those weirdos that watch one or watch the other. Like, yeah, like if you get those weird MMA fans that will go in boxing forums and go, why don't you have an MMA forum, man? And well, you know, well, while well, they're drinking well, I, their I, monster and shit, I just think that, that people are only you're only into MMA and not into boxing. Like, if you're into combat sport, then you're gonna, I, I can watch MMA, I can watch it, and I actually look at it and it makes me sick to be honest a little bit. I think it's, hmm. I understand the criticisms of boxing about how barbaric it is to get two people laced up for our entertainment and yeah. gloved up rather and beat the shit out of each other I understand the argument against it but MMA is something completely different like choking people out to, to the point where they have to submit like, like um, hand, uh, hammer hammer what's it called I think it's called a hammer blow like hammer fist hammer fist hammer when fist. someone is knocked clean out and they yeah. are allowed to just smash their face until yeah. in the time it takes a referee to get in between them is fucking bizarre to me and sick. Yeah. So anyone who's, who's only into MA and can't appreciate boxing is a fucking animal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's yeah. A no, I can see a point. Animal. A fucking ape. Yeah. That's what they are. So, um, <laughs> you know, I understand why, you know, there wasn't a massive transference between MMA and boxing because anyone who was going to watch both sports would have done already. But with this, yeah. you've got kids that then would, would never entertain watching boxing that haven't got into it because of these two dweebs fighting each other. I would say dweebs. These, both of these two could probably smash me up in a fight anyway. But you've got these two very interesting personalities that are going to bring millions of people to watch their fight. If there isn't 1% of that audience that might watch a fight later on or might watch Billy Joe Saunders if it does happen on the undercard and appreciate what's happening then there's no harm yeah. in it. There's no harm in it at all. Worry about no. something else. 
is what yeah i wonder i think in america it's going to be on the zone so you'd have to get a subscription to watch it so hopefully if a small number of these dweebs that that, that watch these watch these two fight they they keep their subscription for the for the rest of the month for the rest of the quarter or however it works over there and they watch some more boxing then fair play and if, if they get you know a small percentage of those people carry on then and then it's done it's done its job really and it gets billy joe saunders on a big on a you know on a he gets him out boxing because he needs to box. He, he needs to, to be boxing regular. You know, he's a good fighter. He needs to have a fight, you know, get an interim fight out of the way so he can go and fight Callum Smith very, very soon. Yeah. So, no, I'm not, I don't, I, like I said it's, before, I don't care about these two. I truly don't care. Crack on, do it, you know, as well, long as long as you're safe, that's all I care about. Well, it isn't safe because this is going to be a pro fight for both of them. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, no no yeah. head guards and official rules and these are two very yeah. athletic kids that they're the, the one of them, like, I don't know what, for it to be a pro fight, I'd imagine the weight would have to be sanctioned and they would both have to make weight. Yep. Is that fair? Is that the right thing to yep, do? Yep, they'll, they'll, they'll set a weight. It'll be £10. They both look pretty big guys, so I no. think it'll probably be £10, KS- 10 ounce gloves. So KSI, the black guy, is, is, is much smaller than the other. Oh, I don't know. They'd have to negotiate a catch weight, which is mad. Yeah. Yeah, they would. Yeah, like I, I don't know how much they weigh, but if you if if you just out of curiosity go back and watch the other fight that they had, you'll see how big Logan Paul is compared to KSI. They're not in the same division, so I don't know how they're going to work that out. It'd be a catch weight, I'd imagine. Yeah. But what what yeah. I find what I find interesting about it, Cal, right, is that they're going to have this, all these kids are going to the stadium. Was it the Staple Staples? Is it? I, I believe I, so. Yeah, Staples Centre. Yeah, Staples Centre, right. So it's going to be full of kids that love these two blokes because they, yeah. they're on YouTube. But they're going to have to watch and, and endure, genuinely, from their perspective, they're going to have to endure professional boxing because it isn't what they think it is. It's not two guys just going in there trying to lamp each other doing five, nice. two-minute rounds. It's technicians nice. and the sweet science. And we know that what, what's beautiful about boxing, what we love about it, the, the word sweet science is, is perfect. Pugilism, mm. perfect words. Yep. Right? What... <laughs> what, what they're expecting is a duff up between people they like uh, yeah. and what they're going to get is a technician of uh, a, a clinic in, in boxing especially if, if um, BJS uh, yeah and I, I think it might be one of those like uh, again with the Mayweather McGregor fight Tank Davis fought on the undercard didn't he but he fought in front of an empty arena uh, and I, I think it's going to be the same Billy Joe Saunders will probably fight in front of a three quarters empty arena because the other guy, the people that have come to see KSI Logan Paul are probably just, they won't turn up until it's time. They'll probably turn up quite late you know, um, in time you know, in time for the fight they actually want to see. You won't know this, but some of the people listening to this might. Uh, Logan Paul, the guy who's KSI's fighting, has a younger brother called right. Jake, Jake Paul, right? Right. Um, what would be hilarious is if Jake Paul fights Billy Joe Saunders. <laughs> Billy Joe Saunders basically just batters him to bits. Then they'd be he's interested in watching. Bit, yeah, because obviously, I mean, he would. It would take him fifteen seconds to beat him. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be like me and you getting in the ring with him. Ultimately, <laughs> anyway, anyway, what else we've got to talk about, Cal? Before we finish, uh, so now you know because I cut you off before we can talk about um, the show that's been announced for October the twenty sixth for the O two Arena. Um, so Josh Taylor against Regis Prograve for the in the WBSS final for Yay. WBA IBF lineal ring magazine titles. Shit, sexy son. fight, ain't it? Absolutely. That is a sexy fight. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I don't know what the fuck's going to go on. Um, no, 
Can't call it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's um, and you're coming, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although um, there has been some stipulations which I don't agree with, but we won't talk about right, right now. Um, okay. Absolutely won't. Uh, you know, do, do not agree with. But you know, I'm still going to come through. Yeah, we can go together on watch Excellent. It, so. Can't wait. It's going to be so good. Yeah, um, so and then some real. Sorry, that's it. Probably not. <laughs> they say what you like. Right. Um, I've given up trying to make you behave, Flav. I was telling T the other day, I said, I've given up trying to make him behave. Let's just well, let him say what he likes. Yeah, on here. Well, um, like, I mean, you can, but we, like, we could just never do it again. I don't mind. No, 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 no you're fine. <laughs> say what you like. Uh, <laughs> you're excited about Joseph Parker and Derek Trezora. I, 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 I don't know. See, like in my head, like as much as yeah. I love Trezora, whether you, like, he's, mm. whether you think he's limited or not, he's irrelevant at this point. The age mm. he's at, well, I say the age, the, the, the point he's at in his career, for yep. him to, 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 to just keep coming back and back, gets battered by Fury, just demolished by Hay, gets beaten by um, White twice. Yep. And here he is once again fighting one of the best heavyweights in the world. And if he beats mm-hmm. him legitimately, Derek Trezora, back in it. War Trezora, is in yeah. the mix for a heavyweight title fight. It, it is amazing. Him, isn't it? it is like, amazing. Oh, I love him. I know he's a stupid idiot and like... And the yeah. shit he talks about is, you know, he isn't the most coherent and, and he kind of fumbles around. He ends up saying stupid stuff. But mm. as a boxing, like people, anyone who loves the sport needs yeah. to get behind him. Uh, uh, he, he does uh, get smashed you know, over, he's, over 12 against Parker. Though. You think he's going to lose to Parker? I do, because Parker is better than his recent record would suggest. Yeah, he's a bit fresher. A little bit fresher. Trezor's got nine losses. He got <laughs> nine losses, but like you just said, you know, modern boxing for a guy that's got thirty odd wins and nine losses, you think that guy's on the way out? No, that they're ready to go. He's ascended, and like you just said, he is on the cusp. If he beats Joseph Parker, he is on the cusp of getting a shot at a version of the world title, be it you know a regular title against Manuel Char or you know one of the one of the proper titles. You know it is amazing. I, I'd agree with you. I think Parker's a little bit fresher than perhaps is the slight favourite. But Chisora's we've ruled out Chisora a million times, and he seems to just to just come back and and, and you know and win. And then uh, Lee Selby against Ricky Burns. I imagine it's going to be at lightweight. Um, what do you think about that one? I, I hope Lee Selby uh, beats him. I'm, I'm, I appreciate Ricky Ricky Burns getting the most out of his career, and he has. Um, yeah. You know, there are better fighters that have had lesser careers than Ricky Burns. So, like, mm. fair play to him. But Lee Selby, he, I love Lee Selby. Uh, I was really <laughs> distraught when he lost against Warrington, and mm. um, I hope he can rebuild it with a decisive win against Burns really uh, that's the only good thing that can happen for boxing we don't want to keep seeing Burns fight yeah and I don't know where Selby would go if he lost no it's the end of his career if he lost the end yeah I, I don't know I don't know where he I don't know where he goes after that really it's kind of crossroads fight for both of them really they both need to win because it's like a loser leaves town match yeah, you know, Burns, it's like, yeah, yeah exactly it is it is but Burns can like if he loses that fight I think fair enough a three-time world champion. Is that right? Yep, he won titles at three divisions, yeah. Fair fucks to him. Like, he's done incredible stuff and he's a lovely guy and he's got great support in Scotland. Um, mm. But out of, out of the two who can go on to do more, it's Lee Selby and I still feel like there's there's a couple of big fights in, in, in Selby. There's one more. One, he's got one more run. 
Yeah, and he he's a great fighter, and I just I don't know if he has a mental if, if it's a mental thing against Warrington that Warrant got in his head, yeah. and that that fight has oh. been mooted for so long, and Lee Selby for a long time felt himself above Warrington. Mm. But when they ended up matching in Leeds, that it became too much for him mentally to deal with. Yeah, I I think he stayed at featherweight for a couple of fights too long. I think he just stayed at. I think he outgrew featherweight, uh, and I think he just stayed there for probably two fights too long. You know, the Warrington fight was there, and you know they were building that up, but really he should have jumped up to super feather or lightweight. You know, the fact that he's jumped up two divisions, he's sk- he skipped super featherweight and has gone straight to lightweight says that he was dying at the weight. Really. Yeah. That he, that he was, that he was dead at the weight. Yeah. So, you know, Qu- Warrington's a quality fight. I think he's proven that in the fight since Selby. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Warrington at all, but I, I think Selby, if he was a bit more healthy at the weight, probably would have won, but, Warrington's a very good fighter. Were you, were you surprised by how well Warrington's done? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, really, really oh, yeah. definitely. It's uh, it was the tactics that he adopted against Selby that was most impressive for me. Because and he beat Frampton as well. Frampton was incredible. It was great, but he was he was flying at that point. But Selby yeah. didn't know anything really about Warrington. We thought he was a hype fighter. He, yeah. he was buzzing off of leads. Yeah. He was like a bluster, come forward, I'll take my shots and I'm going to get to you. But against yeah. Selby, he boxed so sensibly that it, I was like so... Yeah. Like he turned my opinion about him completely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, go on. No, I, I, you know, I was kind of the opposite, you know? I kind of thought... What? Warrington, I, I thought because... I thought Selby was dead at the weight. And, I f- and the cut, there was a really early cut in the Selby fight. I think it was round two. Uh, there was a clash of heads and Selby got cut really badly. And I think that yeah, affected him for the rest of the fight. And But it wasn't really until the Frampton fight that I thought, oh, Warrington's legitimate. Um, because Frampton, I'm a massive Frampton fan. I went to Belfast and went and watched went and watched him box Horacio Garcia, who's not a big name at all. But I just wanted to see Frampton in Belfast. What was it like? Um, oh, it was brilliant. Guy, it? it was so good. The they know the thing is about people in Belfast, they know they're boxing. It's an absolute pit of a city. Like I, I would never go there again. It is not a nice place <laughs> at all. I don't it think anyone abs- goes Belfast on holiday, mate. I would not go. Like I stayed like in the centre of town in a reasonable hotel. It was horrible. Like it's it's not a it's not a scenic place at all. Everybody wears tracksuits. They've got. They've got a JJB Sports. Like, it's like you've woke up in 1995. Like, it was crazy. They have, do you remember uh, Olympus Sports, the shop? Yeah, of course. They've got one of them. They've got JJB Sports and that, um, they had all old shops there. It was, it was like waking up in the 90s. It was really weird. Everybody just looks really unhappy there. (laughs) Um, it's just not like, oh, everyone was super, like, when you go into like restaurants or shops and that, people were nice. And everyone at the boxing was super nice and they knew their stuff. Like they knew their boxing. Mm. Um, and I'm not a fan of the whole sweet Caroline thing, but when they did sweet Caroline over there, it was, I had to get out of my seat. I thought there, yeah, this is great. Yeah. They, they do it. Buzzing. Oh, well, it? I didn't sing along. I yeah, sing you along. did. You did. One day, like we're, when we, <laughs> we're, we're going to the progress fight. If you're not up out of your seat, I'm dragging you up out of your seat. And we're going to get a photo of us or a little video of us singing Sweet Caroline. <laughs> da, da, da. Do you know, we went to Be- uh, Benidorm in the summer. I, yeah. I swear to God, I heard that song 
we were there for a week. If it if it was less than fifty times, I'd be amazed. People wow. love it. They love wow. it, and you can't deny the popularity of it. Mate. You've got to get involved. You stop bucking against it. It's, ca- it's catchy. I think it's because of the whole matchroom thing. But on Framptons, they just the way they do it is just there's so much more energy to it in Belfast. Right. Uh, they're like I said, they're proper knowledgeable boxing crowd. Everyone was proper nice there um, at the boxing. Um, and yeah, the energy of the place, and just to see Frampton come out, it was just amazing. I wouldn't go there again. Not, I'm not the most scenic place in the world, but super nice people, great boxing city. If you're into boxing, go and watch boxing in Belfast because it's great fun. So you wouldn't have gone out there for McCloskey Con? Or... <laughs> no, I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> that was in Manchester, wasn't it? No, it oh, was. That got, it was. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, for I'm some right. reason, I remember McCloskey fighting Con. And doing yeah. all right. I think he had Khan in trouble at times. Yeah, he's awkward. He was awkward, McCloskey. He was awkward fighter. That was when Khan lost uh, his... Uh, was, I can, forgive me. Uh, you know the strength conditioner they've got? Yeah, Alex Ariza. Yeah, he, they, it was the first fight he had without him and his arms looked thin. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Ariza shakes. He didn't have his Ariza shakes. Yeah. Um, all right, that is pretty much us, mate. All right, good. Excellent stuff. Why, Thank why you so are we, much. Why are we doing this podcast, Cal? Because I thought you had a you had a podcast lined up. Well, because thank you for reminding me, Flav. Mm. Because as people who listened to the last one will remember, Alex he did a pinky promise. He did a pinky promise right there. Yeah, he did. He said yes, we will do one after Campbell. And you know, you know the severity of a pinky promise, Flav. You, you don't you don't get involved in one of those unless you mean it. It's, it is. It is. It's it's worse. It's more important than than anything. And he did that pinky promise. T didn't get involved because he knew the severity of it. <laughs> he knew. He thought, I ain't getting involved in that. What no was the way. result? Why, why, why are me and you talking about this? And the me and you were talking because, because Alex bailed out because Alex broke, broke a pinky promise. Broke so pinky promise. people should tweet Alex and say, you broke a pinky promise. This is the um, thing. This is the thing. So Alex made a big thing about taking over hosting this podcast. You remember yeah. back in the day yeah. when, when it started, I was hosting. Yeah, and he made a big thing about it, didn't he? Like, you know, it was like on his CV, on his CV, and everything. And LinkedIn, I've seen it on his LinkedIn. Host, yeah, host yeah. the Blow the Bell, Bell podcast. I don't mention it. It's not like it's it's a footnote. You don't need to. It's a footnote. Even the fighting cock, the fighting cock. You don't call yourself the host. I do not. I, 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 no. I, I mean, sometimes refer to myself as Lord. Yeah, or, or the God. I am the fighting. Cock. Or, yeah, I am. or it, or the fighting cock is just me. Yeah, emperor. Or emperor. But I never, I never really, never really talk about it. So you know, Al, you need to, um, you know, step your game up. Well, just, just respect your fellow podcasters, really. That's all I say. Yeah, well, yeah. Expect, you know, if you want the title, you've got to treat it with respect, and don't get involved in a pinky promise unless, unless you're prepared to, to follow it through. Next time he does it, break his little finger. Yeah, he deserved it. He really did. He really did. Me and him are going to have a roll around soon because he's, he's starting to get my tits a bit. Love you, Cal. All right, nice one, champ. See you, mate. Take care, bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.